again, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Monday. Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day at all. Hey, it's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am half of that team. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this show each and every day, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our very best to help you head back to the window. Of course, don't forget to like, pound that like button, subscribe as well, rate, review if you check us out on podcast form, and of course, don't forget to check out our pals Jim Williams and Chris King, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time every day as they do their show, Just Parlays. So, yeah, if you uh, if you don't like and subscribe, folks, there are going to be dire consequences. They're going to play another Pro Bowl every year. They're going to add another one. What a horrible game, Scott. Just, just horrific. When was the last time you actually watched a Pro Bowl? Uh, I watched a little bit of the first half yesterday, and I said, I can't fucking do that. I just, I, I, I check it out every year to see if it's as bad as I think it is. It's usually worse, so. I don't think I've put on a Pro Bowl in, I don't even know. It might actually be a decade. And I don't even mean, like, for a minute flipping channels. I mean, I've actually not turned the game on for probably a decade. The NBA All-Star Game I'll watch a little bit of. Yeah. Usually the fourth quarter. Yeah. I watched when they changed it to the team captains and whatever because the fourth quarter with that format seems to be at least somewhat competitive. Mm-hmm. The Pro Bowl, it's awful every year. Yep. Nobody cares. Can they move it back to Hawaii? Uh, they uh, they had to condemn the stadium, Scott. So No, I know. I'm saying, can we like They've find got a little bit of a problem. At some point? You would think when so. They fix the stadium in Hawaii. I know they're fixing Aloha Stadium, but when that gets fixed, are they moving it back to Hawaii? I don't. I don't think so. I think it's going to continue to rotate. That's my. That's my guess. David the Italian. I liked it better in Hawaii. David in the Ital- David the Italian voicing the opinion of most of America, saying the Pro Bowl was a joke. Made money thanks to T Train. T Train had the uh, AFC plus the points. If you're going to bet it, you might as well bet the underdog and take the points. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, under had been trending, of course. Uh, would they have three turnovers for points in the first quarter? That's going to hurt. I don't. I want to know who the genius was that had AFC defense as first touchdown score. Yeah, very nice. Brad Crawford in the house. He called the cops. Paulo Alto. Uh, how the hell did Stanford beat Washington by twenty yesterday? They've only covered a five and a half point spread once this year in the Pac-12. See, I don't know how many five and a half point spreads they were laying, but I do know that Washington sucks. So I can't say I'm totally surprised because Stanford is a decent college basketball team. Probably not going to make the tournament, but they should make what the NIT. I would think so. Yeah, I would. I think, think Washington's making nothing. No. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Fair enough. Uh, David Donello uh, wants to know if we are uh, are we fools to think that the Bulls have a shot tonight without Levine? Uh, line is huge. All the money's coming in on the Suns. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I get fading the public in that spot, but I can't get behind this Bulls team that's not playing this good right that good right now, and they don't have Levine. So, well, Levine's questionable. He hasn't officially been ruled out yet. Oh, so there is was... a chance that he could suit up, but they did play yesterday. DeRozan had forty plus points. Actually, I was kind of harsh on Washington. I didn't they were twelve and nine. They might be an NIT team as well. So never mind. But. I don't know. I feel like DeRozan dropping 43 last night should leave him somewhat tired. Right. But at the end of the day, Phoenix is a world beater. I mean, there's really not much else to say. They lost 
what one game in the span of a month and a half. Yeah, they're really playing good basketball right now. It's not I mean, they they crush everybody. So agreed. Chicago's good at the United Center. They're a pretty solid team, but it's a second night of a back to back against a Suns team that is rested, is healthy. They were missing Aiton for most of that stretch. Now they got him back. Yeah, he uh, let's just say is definitely a luxury at this point because McGee was good and all the other big men were good. But that Suns team is so damn good. Yep. High quality indeed. Eric Stiles says, LFG, I'm ready. I'm ready to start the week. Matthew Torvik saying uh, good morning to everybody or happy, happy Monday to everybody. Back at you. I see. said, how about UCLA using to, losing to Arizona State? I don't see UCLA doing much come tournament time. Yeah, I mean, every team has laid an egg this year. All the, yeah, all the, I, all the I good teams. I kind of have to reevaluate my thoughts on which teams so far I like for the tournament. Because the two teams that I was kind of holding on to a little bit, one was UCLA, more of a dark horse because they were about twenty to one or whatever they were. The other one was Baylor. I gotta throw them out. Uh, you can't lose to Kansas by twenty plus points. I know it's on. I know it's on the road, but this team just doesn't have it. I think that they're good enough to make a Sweet Sixteen or an Elite Eight. I don't see Baylor as a Final Four team this year. Nope. I just don't think they have enough size in the interior. Gonzaga, I feel like I kind of have to put in my final four, even though they're beating up on the, you know, the really weak teams in their conference. BYU's been falling apart, but Holmgren and Timmy are two really good big men, yep. and they're going to dominate the boards in every game they're in. Am I going to pick them to win the, ti- the title? No, but I do think they're a final four team. James S. in the house had a great weekend. Hit uh, Duke and Nuke and no- Duke and Nova on Saturday. Hit Fort Wayne and Cleveland State on a Sunday. Excellent. Um, Do you have any thoughts on Gonzaga as a Final Four team? I know that we're both they, not going to pick. Well, they usually have such a, they usually have such an easy path. You know that's that's the thing. They're they're going to come out of their conference. They're going to get a one seed. So they're gonna they're going to have you know the the two games to start the tournament. They're they're guaranteed to make the second weekend just about every year. Yeah, pretty much. So you put them in that position where you've only got to win two games to get to the Final Four. It's hard to pick against them as a Final Four team, you know, because they're obviously... I don't know who the two is in their region, but with all the other teams being weak, it wouldn't surprise me if they go up against a random seven. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, Any thoughts on this Middle Tennessee uh, game that the lines come down from 15 to 12 and a half? James Mount's checking in with that. Um, I had that as my play of the day. Best team in the nation against the number Middle Middle Tennessee State, Scott, by the way. Um, I know the title used to belong to Monmouth, but they've been on a bit of a cold streak against they, ATS. They have. They have. Um, Brad Crawford said, uh, he's calling you out, buddy. Uh, said the Huskies have improved this year and been a lot better. Well, that's, yeah, I, you, I, can, I, you I, acknowledge I, that, yeah. Yeah, I acknowledge it. I, I looked through it. Because I, I remember Washington was awful at a conference. I, I forgot that they were actually playing decently in the Pac-12. So, yeah. They'll probably make it to the NIT as well. Scott, generally this time of day, that kind of movement, I would say that's that's steam on UTSA. Are you are you behind the Roadrunners here? Is that are they finally are they overvaluing Middle Tennessee State because of their against the spread record? Is it is it just too hefty a number? Well, truth is, I'm out of the loop on the injury report, which is always important. I'm, I'm looking at it. Everybody's everybody's good. Everybody's okay. a good. Um, I'd say my main interest in that game would probably be the over. I do find the total move fascinating because UTSA is winless on the road. They're god-awful on the highway. But I'm looking at the pace numbers here. Both teams rank top 100. So I do think you'll see a higher scoring game. There has been some money on the over. My main play that I like in that game, I like the over. I think you'll see pace. Okay. 
I'm, you know, I, I took UTSA. I mean, I took Middle Tennessee State as a play, so I'm going to, I'm not going to come off of them. Um, do, 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 do. you agree with the total though? I think I'd, I'd, I'd lean under, I'd lean over there as well. Yeah. T train in the house. I see says Timmy. Uh, Duke cuts down the nets. I don't doubt that. Of course, uh, the real champion may overreact get, to the North Carolina. The, the real champion may get pissed off and chase them away, but <laughs> they no, may I be. think that Coach K is actually going to win a championship as a send off. And I'm looking at the overall roster. Bonchero's good. Williams, I really like. I think he's a good big man. Besides those two guys, though, do I like the rest of the supporting cast? And I feel like people are going to react to Duke because they're playing well recently. Of course, they got the name pedigree. It's possible that North Carolina just sucks. And it's not even possible. That's literally the case. They're just not very good at basketball. So I do think it's an impressive win because North Carolina was undefeated in Chapel Hill. But I feel like Duke can lose to anybody because they rely too much on two, three guys. Do you like Duke's bench? I want to see what they do. I don't. I want want to see what they do tonight against this Virginia team that just drags everybody down in the mud. Well, I'm asking though, do you like Duke's bench? I don't. Not at this point, no. No, if they get a so, little get a little more experience. I expect Bonchero or somebody at some point to get into foul trouble or to have a poor shooting night or Bonchero to lose 10 pounds of sweat during a basketball game. And I think they'll lose. So I'm not picking them to win the thing. I think they'll make a run, but I just don't think they're deep enough for now. Um I want to see what I want to see what they do with uh, with Virginia tonight. I want to see how Gardner does on Benchero. That'll that'll be interesting cuz he's a very good defensive player. Duke better win the game cuz Virginia despite being great at defense just sucks at actually scoring. Virginia's useless. Yeah, I know they beat Notre Dame on the road. It was very impressive. The defensive showing in that game was impressive. I'm not saying Duke's a bad team. I'm just saying A the ACC is weaker than most people think, especially compared to usual years. Yep. The ACC we agree is not very good. And B, the question is, Magellan, do you trust the bench if somebody gets into foul trouble? I don't. So do I think that they're going to run the table in the tournament? It's possible, but I do think there are more complete teams out there. T-Train's got Toronto over Charlotte as his play of the day. Um, I I like Toronto. I'm good with that. Uh, They've got got time off. I think Charlotte's playing a a back-to-back, right? Uh, no, they lost to Miami. I um, want to, was that yesterday? Was it yesterday or Saturday? Yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. They got outscored 33 to eight in the third quarter. I don't like the way this team's playing at all. Magellan sports likes the Philly schools, Drexel and temple tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about this temple game a little bit later. Drexel dragon, Scott. Uh, that whole conference is really just a crap shoot. By the way, um, I want to, just quickly curse out uh, Northeastern mm-hmm. for winning a game, the game after we took them for the farm. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. You, a th- lot. you think our farm play record is impressive? Which is, it's uh, you should play our after the farm play because the day the the game after we lose on the farm with the team guaranteed to to, to hit. So pretty much, yeah. Um, all right, let's do uh, let's uh, start it off talk about the weekend's action we'll find out uh the good news the bad news the people that uh took it in the shorts and the people that took it to the bank scott it is time once again for the monday edition of call the cops 
All right, we're going to start off in the NBA. This is a Sunday game, the Nets and the Nuggets. If you had the Nets Nuggets. I actually watched this game. I, I watched the pretty much the, the entire second half, so mm-hmm. it looked even worse in person. There you go. Uh, Nets Nuggets over 228.5. They needed uh, 31 points in the fourth quarter as they were sitting at, uh, what would that be, 198 after three? You got to think you're good, right, buddy? You weren't. Uh, yeah, no. I'd say so. You had about 140 no. points in the first half. No. Oh, yeah, that's the oh, yeah, that's when they had the massive first half. Uh, put up 30 points in the fourth quarter. Thank you. Thank you for nothing, boys. Game landed 228. If you had over 228.5, time to call the cops. I feel like the Nets had one made field goal in the final seven minutes. It's a bad team, I buddy. Think. It's a bad team. Yeah, they're not good. I said that weeks ago. <laughs> they're, they're not very good, whether Harden gets traded or not. But anyway, if you had UCLA and Arizona State under 131.5, you had 124 points in regulation. It's an even number. 62-62. Mm. And just for the hell of it, let's go to triple overtime. Yeah. Game landed 171. You missed it by 40, you fucking idiots. What's the matter with you? <laughs> God. I hate... There's nothing worse than that, man. I was... Nothing worse than that. Uh, finally, if... Uh, there we go. All right, there you go. Finally, if you had James Madison Hofstra under 154.5, once again, you had it capped correctly as they came in 12.5 points under for regulation... 71-71, you know the how this story ends. You're thinking, you know, I need 13 points in uh, the extra period there. Maybe I got a shot. You didn't. They put up a 21 points in overtime. The game landed 163. You got the under 154 and a half. Time to call the cops. Yeah, overtime. It's not called undertime. Nope, nope, nope. It isn't at all. So the opposite of the people that were whining were the people that were winning. And these are the nice, easy victories you know who you are. You had it all where you wanted it to be because you were sitting in the rocking chair, baby. So, the first one on Saturday. If you had Gonzaga minus 13 and a half against BYU, led by 24 at the half, and won by 33. BYU, full implosion right now. Not good. Not good. That's They are 100% fadeable right now. If you had the KU Jayhawks, on Saturday, minus two and a half against the national champion, uh, reigning national champion, Baylor Bears. No, you never had to sweat it. Kansas led by 18 at halftime, stretched it out in the second half, won by 24. Rock chalk if you were, uh, if you had KU because you were sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one on Saturday, if you had the Grizzlies, minus seven and a half against the Magic, led by 20 points at halftime, and they won by 20. Scott, I don't know what it is about drinking and driving in Vegas. It's apparently a a thing that everybody uh, has to do. And by the way, what happens in Vegas uh, could follow you for the rest of your life on your record. Let's find out what the fuck we're talking about in today's edition of Donkey of the Day. Scott, take it away. So, for this one, we got to go to the Pro Bowl in this year's edition of Where's the Pro Bowl Taking Place, even though nobody cares about the game. Took place in Vegas this year, and we know that Vegas is a place where people do, let's just say, stupid things. And joining that list 
of people was Saints running back Alvin Kamara, who got arrested for battery over the weekend. Oh, that's right. Vegas. It wasn't driving drunk. It was a it's battery. That's right. I forgot about that. No, it wasn't driving drunk. There it wasn't the obvious choice. Right. Confirmed or denied. So he was not driving, but yeah, he was accused and arrested of battery charges uh, because he was there for an exhibition game. Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, D from Detroit says, uh, since I asked Citadel still an over team uh, two games ago. Yep. <laughs> they are they are right now. I was a fan of the over over the weekend. Citadel, the truth is the one game that I had them against Western Carolina, the first half was just atrocious. The second half had 80-something points. The Samford game I figured would fly over just because Stanford goes up tempo as well. But uh, you have any thought, any, you have anything you want to add on Kamara besides mm-hmm. the fact that I don't know how legitimate the Chargers actually are. I, I really don't know much about the details. It seems like everything's been kind of kept on the hush-hush right now. Yep. What's the suspension for that? Because the NFL just has Four the, games. I was going to say, the NFL has the discipline, uh, I'd say, wheel. You just spin it, and whatever comes have out you, is what you're Well, here it is. Have you have you got tape? Have you, you got it on camera? No. no, if you got a camera, you got to add about five more games. Oh, so. if you, if it's on if it's on camera, it uh, could be done for life. Could be. If he is not on camera, four games. That's the way they that... didn't say if it was a. They didn't say if he assaulted a man or a woman. I really don't know anything about. Uh, I was. A, it was. A, it was a. I think it was. I think it was his significant other. I think. Uh, I, I thought. Okay, I thought I read that's that. That's not yeah. ideal. Uh, people go to Vegas and lose their minds. Absolutely correct, Magellan Sports. Absolutely fucking correct. You see people in Vegas just insane. I don't get it. Uh, Pro Bowl over was the easiest money of my life. Yeah, uh, when you have three defensive scores first half, that helps a lot. It really does. Hey, what do you think about the fourth and 15 rule, Scott? Did you like that? Instead of the onside kick? Well, yeah, but they let them do it throughout the game. I am fine with that because the XFL, I remember, the reboot XFL, was the first league to actually implement it. And I was a big fan of it. I I don't. The onside kick is stupid based on the new rules because I was a big fan. When you can stack one side, you have them decapitate each other, right. and the team actually has a decent chance to recover. Let them get a running start. Yeah, now you limit the running start. You only have X amount of people allowed on a side. The odds are... Spoiler alert, it's five. That's what I'm saying. The odds are what to recover an onside kick now? Like uh, 6%? A, yeah, it's very, very very low. Way, way less than 10%. Like double digits? Yeah, 12 15% somewhere in that neighborhood. I, I remember that there was an SB Nation piece that was done a couple of years ago that actually compared the probability of fourth and fifteen to an onside kick, mm-hmm. and it's pretty, it's pretty close. Yeah. So I'm a fan of fourth and fifteen, but then you got to worry about some pass interference penalties and a bunch of nonsense there. But I really don't need to see more of the kicker. I know that. Uh, I I know that when I was watching it last yesterday in the first half, they were zero for nine. On fourth and fifteen, I guess they'd had nine opportunities to do that, and uh, it didn't. It didn't go well. So about the same as an onside kick. Uh, Texas or KU, Scott? You and I talked a little bit about that pre-show. We looked at as we were discussing our bet the farm possibilities. I've got uh, I've got I've got Texas there catching the points. I've got Texas plus one and a half. I agree at, at home. Um, Obagi, Obagi's back, um, but you know, this KU pro- thought they were able to solve their point guard problem bringing in Remy Martin, and he has not been the answer. Uh, I think he's a point guard. 
I think he just wants to shoot the ball the majority. Well, of that's time. true too. That's true too. Um, but KU has really seen a drop in their offensive numbers in the last month. They've gone. They've they've dropped fourteen points per game as far as a uh, hundred possession, uh, hundred possessions. Uh, so that's not good. That is a precipitous drop. Um, I think the Longhorns. You got to ask how they're going to hold up against McCormick and company. I think they. I think they do good. Um, Carr's been turning the ball over less for for Texas. I'll take I'll take the Longhorns in their excellent defense. There, I would uh, lean towards the under one thirty two as well. I'm going on Texas based on principle. Uh, I'm just looking at a spot where Kansas, we mentioned in the rocking chair, they had a great home win. They played basically a flawless game against Baylor. I think yep. you agree with that. They dominated from start to finish. It's a really good letdown spot for Kansas after. It's perfect. You, it's a road. You destroy Baylor. Yep. Yep. Now you're traveling on the road to a hostile environment against a team that's going to grind you to a pulp. Yep. Is, is Texas a good offensive team? Absolutely not. not. Really. No. But defensively, they will make this a war. I like the under. I think one of these teams does not get the does not get the sixty. Absolutely. Potentially both. So I like the under in this game. But I do think that Texas makes it a grind, and I think that they are very live to win the game. James S says maybe Kamar was arrested for having a sorry ass season. That was my first question because I was talking. We were talking about this story before the show, and I said, "Was Kamara in the Pro Bowl? How the fuck did that happen?" And then I remembered Frank Clark was in the Pro Bowl for the Chiefs. I'm like, okay, well, the Pro Bowl means nothing then. If you 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 have to make sure when you're looking at accolades for players that you separate All Pro from Pro Bowl. There is a yeah. massive fucking difference. Well, same thing with the NBA. I always separate All Star appearances from All NBA teams. Uh huh. Absolutely. Oh, the assault is against a man. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. Thanks, Magellan. Nathan Cernus's Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Uh, fuck. Yeah, it's called Sin City. Yep, yep. Pro Bowl defense was legit. <laughs> yeah, they almost they stood in their way a lot. You know, I'm torn on the Pro Bowl because it, it makes for a horrible product. It's just awful. What are you supposed to do? But that's exactly the question. You, you're gonna. What do you want to see? Some. You want to see fucking Ray Fossey? You want to see somebody get run over in the Pro Bowl and get injured and not be able to play next season? The only thing I could think of that would maybe incentivize the players to try more, you just got to add the add. You got to up the pay. So I do think that either for bonuses, maybe if you want to throw in some like accolades or throw in some, I don't want to say Pro Bowl like in. Pro Bowl deals in your contract, but can we increase the prize money? Can you give like everybody on the winning team like two million bucks? No, no, you can't. I'm, I, I'm just trying to think of something to do to make it more competitive. Worst, worst All Star game of the Big Four, no question. No, it is, but I'm I'm trying to think of what you should do. I, I heard the idea of maybe making a seven on seven tournament, which is kind of like what the NHL did, right? For three on three, I haven't watched the NHL one either but at least they tried something new. Mm -hmm. I think I'm okay with the seven-on-seven seven tournament idea because, I mean, 11-on-11 11 is 11 not working, so you might as well try something gimmicky. Yeah, just throw the fucking ball. That's what you're going to do anyway. Just do it. Or just get rid of tackling and just have them actually play with flags around them so we know exactly what we're dealing they with. I don't hate that either. I just don't. Um, J.C. Stone, Arizona State plus 14 against Arizona. Thought from Arizona hater Scott Jr., we both we both like the Sun Devils in this spot, right? I think it's too many points. Yeah. Now Arizona, it's not even a matter of being a hater because I do acknowledge they're a good team. But against USC over the weekend, I thought they looked 
fine. Would you agree with that? I didn't yeah. think they looked amazing, but they no, were okay. They were fine. But Arizona State had a nice win against UCLA. It's another night game against an in-state rival with the home crowd. It seems like a very good spot for the home crowd to really just provide a spark for Arizona State. This team is okay. Arizona State's not going to make a tournament. They're not going to probably make the NIT or anything like that. But they are a very good free-throw shooting team. Yep. So I do think that late in games they could close. And Arizona, I do think, plays with its food a little bit, which is why I'm a little bit out on Arizona. They just don't seem to have the full killer instinct that I expect from a fringe top three, top five team in the country. But I do think it's too many points to take with a home dog that just beat Air- that just beat UCLA. I'm going to go with Arizona State plus the points. You? I'm with you. Too many points. Too many I points. I think if the line was closer to seven or six and a half, yeah. I'd be all over Arizona. Sure. But double digits in this type of game where 12, you're also out of last second scramble free throw points. That's usually around like eight or nine. So you have that insurance built in. I think Arizona's going to win. I think they'll win by eight. Yeah, I think that sounds right. You get a little scramble points at the end. Yeah, maybe a scramble, maybe but not 10. enough to get over 12. Uh, I like Arizona first half tonight, says Edwin Adams. I don't hate that. That's that's not awful. If you if you want to play Arizona, I would advise that. STM Network said merge the Pro Bowl and the Clash in L.A. Did you watch the Clash in L.A., Scott? I watched none of it. I saw one qualifying lap, uh-huh. and each lap took about five seconds and said, I don't even know what we're doing. Anymore. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Quarter mile was the track. Quarter mile. How many laps were there? Uh, the, the main event was 150. What'd that take? Twenty minutes? <laughs> yeah, they were running uh, uh, probably f- yeah, ten, twelve second laps, something like that. Okay. And it was uh, it was bizarre. It was, but it was a lot of fun for somebody that really enjoys short track racing. It was it was cool to see a lot of bumping, a lot of bumping, and a lot of pissed off people. Have the NFL drivers drive stock cars while the drivers play touch football? Fuck, why not? I'd be into that. Uh, any fatigue? I don't know if I trust NFL NFL players to stay sober when they drive. I think that's the only problem. Any fatigue factor with three overtimes? Oh, fuck, I'd hope not. It I, could be. I mean, but that's, yeah, that's it's possible. Thing, though, but on principle, I'm not laying twelve in a rivalry game against. I mean, I'm not going to take a road team laying double digits in a rivalry game. I'm just not doing it. Okay. Um, thoughts on Virginia versus Duke? I've got... Uh, Duke really should bury them. Yeah. But Virginia always keeps it close with this team. Put that down to 11 now? Yeah. 11 and a half. Yeah, it's dropped. That's usually how it goes. Of course, Virginia's usually either the best team in the ACC or worst case, like top two, top three. But Not this year. Virginia always is a pain in the ass for Duke to handle. So I do think that Duke, after beating North Carolina so handily, I'm not going to compare it exactly to the Kansas game because Texas is a lot better than Virginia this year, it seems like a very good letdown spot for Duke. So I'm going to go with Virginia. You just beat North Carolina by the biggest margin on the road in since, I don't know, like 2004 yep. for Coach K, I think. You're probably feeling very good about yourselves. Virginia's a team that's going to make it really difficult to score. Give me the under and give me Virginia. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm I'm the same way. I I think it's too many points. I think Virginia can can get there. Um, somebody said that J J C Stone said NASCAR should refund the money to the poor folks who paid for that nonsense. 
Dude, it's a short track. It's a court. It's a bull ring. It's it's fucking. It's it's I hometown know they call racing. It a track. A quarter mile is a joke. It's the uh, shortest track they've run on since 1971. By the way, they used to run quarter mile every year. It's Hell, just they might as well just go to you know Fast and Furious Five and just. It's a different. 30, it's a just drag race in the street. It's a different kind of racing, man. It's just. It's, I know it is. It's a different product, and it's a different product than people are used to seeing from NASCAR. No question. Uh, Jr. Black being very polite. Thoughts, please. Okay, we'll do this. Uh, Wilmington Hofstra, Virginia Duke, and uh, Greensboro, West Carolina. Okay, we just covered Duke. Uh, this Greensboro team, Scott, Western Carolina. I love this kid. This I love Buckingham, man. Uh, shooting 43% from downtown. Shoots 49% from distance on the road. Uh, this is a Western Carolina team that wasn't good to start with, and they lost Travion McCray uh, midseason. He just fucking was out there. This is going to be about who can impose their will because Greensboro wants to go slow and slower. West Carolina, Western Carolina wants to speed you up. I got Greensboro here, um, and I'm leaning towards you over you. Greensboro kicked my ass uh, the other day with against VMI, yep. but I think it's a good spot for Greensboro. They had a nice win over the weekend against, I want to say, Furman. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice win for them. Uh, I don't think Western Carolina is very good. No. They have been better at home, but I do think, obviously, the story of this matchup is going to be the three-point battle. Because even though Greensboro defensively is elite, because of their defensive scheme, they allow, I, I forgot if it was the fifth most three-point attempts per game, it's definitely like top 10, or bottom 10 in this case. They give up a bunch of three-point attempts. So Western Carolina can actually shoot from the outside well. I think they'll win the game. Okay. All right. You're off of Wilmington, huh? I'm I, mean, not you're, I mean, you're off of Greensboro. No, I'm still taking Greensboro. I think they're going to win the game. I'm saying if you want to know how VMI is going to win, or you want an early indication... Western Carolina. Yeah, sorry. Keep an eye on Western Carolina's three-point percentage early on. Okay. Uh, Wilmington and Hofstra is the last one. This is a uh, Wilmington team, Scott, that's uh, covered all but once in uh, conference play. Oh, I uh, wonder who uh, had them when uh, <laughs> they didn't cover. <laughs> Well, it was both of us, I think. Keep them off the line. Well, it was both of us. I had a premium. You had your play yeah. of the day on it. Um, Elon, get that crap out of here. Uh, Sims is still the shit for Wilmington. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, you're going to give me six and a half points. I I got to I gotta take that. Um, are you impressed with how Hofstra's been playing lately? Uh, They've been okay. I, I can't say they've been as impressive as Wilmington's been. I mean, Hofstra covered over the weekend, or I forgot if they covered or they were half point short. They went point. to overtime. They're, uh, they almost lost to James Madison. Yeah, they were half point I don't short think against that this Hofstra team. Against Madison. Yeah, they failed to cover three straight cards, starting with that one uh, where they played at Wilmington and got beat by six. Yeah. Uh, I like the over in that game. but uh, Yeah, I like the over too, but they did play a little while ago. Wilmington won. Hofstra is not a good rebounding team at all. I think Wilmington can dominate on the glass. But Hofstra lost two in a row, then they beat James Madison at home in overtime. I'm really confused why they're favored by six or why they opened up at around seven and a half. I'm actually right. really confused by it. I'll take Wilmington. Yep, all day. Uh, can't have NFL players driving someone commit vehicular manslaughter. That was what I was saying. I don't trust them to stay sober when they drive. Oh, speaking of vehicular manslaughter, they had uh, Tony Stewart in the booth yesterday. Nice. Oh. <sighs> I was such a huge Tony Stewart fan, dude. And then the way that happened there, that thing that happened at the end of his career, that was just fucking brutal. I'll never look at Home Depot again. Oh, 
man. Uh, I was never a big Tony Stewart guy. I was always more of a Jeff Gordon guy. But uh, there's two kind of people, Scott. There's Jeff Gordon people and there's Tony Stewart people. That's exactly Matthew right. asking us if we ever bet on NASCAR. Well, we got news for you. Uh, during the pandemic, we had a NASCAR show yep. every week, and I believe we did very well. Uh, yeah, we yeah. we were we were we were all three. We had three of us on there. We were all three positive. We had we did our contest every week where we'd pick uh, like one favorite, one mid, and one big dog. And I think we had two favorites and one. And was it was shot. that the deal? Okay, I think it was two favorites and one long shot, but. We still have to have a conversation if we're going to bring it back for this season, but I'm not against it. We'll see what happens with the baseball strike. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It could very well uh, be happening. The OG fans remember the NASCAR show. That's right. A lot of fun. Lot uh, of fun. Mr. Walker telling us thanks very much as far as Chris King and Chris King as well. We appreciate it, man. And we we love what we do. Uh, the NASCAR race was garbage. Je Zach Vaughn checking in. See, I thought everybody I thought everybody would like it because there was a lot of bumping and banging. I love short track shit. I love Martinsville. I love Bristol. Uh, the quarter mile, you could argue that it was just too little track, but for the power of today's cars, but I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, fuck it. Jesus, I, I, really I like putting them in unusual interested. places. I'm not interested because everyone's just waiting for Daytona. I mean, you can just fill in the schedule with a bunch of random gimmicky stuff. I'd rather see, but... I put it this way. I'd rather see the clash there than at Daytona where everybody just fucking runs wide open and runs in a line. I don't Can I we put it in Talladega and just see a bunch of people go flying. Well, you're going to have you're going to have it there. Yeah. Uh, little known face uh retired Oh, teacher, you retired uh 32 uh 32 years as a NASCAR official. That's very cool. We had a, we had a friend of ours that did that here at the track in Kansas City too. Um that's I think that's a cool job. Uh they, they used to run at Islip at, at a, a a fifth of a mile. Jesus. That's a, that's a that's a bull ring right there. Okay. I think top speed, somebody asked about that. I think top speed was 90. I think they were able to get 90 going down the straight, which wasn't, I think they averaged about 60. Um, and the, the the straightaway wasn't even a straightaway. It was like a curve. It was like a little bit of a concave thing. So uh, The only thing going 90 was my finger hitting the button to change the channel. Uh, their defensive steen. What? I don't understand. I don't understand the question. By the way, happy birth happy birthday to STM Network. Turned twenty five yesterday. Nicely done, sir. We need a system hockey birthday play. Hey, we got one. How about the uh, big matchup tonight between Toronto and Carolina? Both teams are red hot. I'm uh, guessing. Well, let me guess. Toronto in the over. I, oh, he wants to know who we like. Uh, who do you like there, buddy? Got a thought? Who, who do I like? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's a really tough matchup because both teams have been playing well. They're both really good. Toronto's been cooking offensively, which they should when you have that good of a core. Uh, they finally have a great goalie in Campbell. Uh, both teams are really good, whether it's on the road or at home. But I'm going to go with Toronto because okay. Toronto has scored at least six goals in each of the last three games. Now, it was against Detroit and New Jersey twice, which is just handing out free goals. But they've won five in a row. They're playing well. I'll go with Toronto in the over if I had to put a parlay together, whatever. I like that, and I'm sure the kid will be dropping one of those a little bit later. He did. He uh, said he agrees with me. He's got Toronto in the over. There you go. Gerald, we talked about that Texas. We like we like the under there. We think one of those teams does not get to 60, maybe both. So uh, Talk about betting on NASCAR. I love the matchups, man. I have a, I have a friend of mine that just fucking makes bank. Uh, doing nothing and where he really makes bank 
is betting in the uh I don't know. What's the what's the secondary series? It's no longer the Bush series. It's uh the Infinity. Is that a Infinity now? Xfinity? Infinity? Xfinity? Yeah. yeah. It's the Xfinity, sir. So that's that's where he makes the where he finds the most inefficiencies in the market is doing those is matches. Is he betting on Joe Gibbs's grandson to win a bunch I, of races? I don't know. I, I think he's done know. well. Uh, Eastern... I'm trying to remember what I used to do for NASCAR. The matchups I know we crushed. Yep. You my you you love the manufacturer. manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my favorite. I made I made a lot of money on the manufacturer prop. Brad Crawford said I found the uh, the ba- college basketball lock of the year. Eastern Illinois plus 13 and a half over Tennessee Tech. I backed Eastern Illinois last time the game ended up getting canceled. I don't hate it. They they've been they've been playing better defense. They're they're grinding teams down to dust again. Tennessee Tech should only be favored by this amount of points against Mississippi Valley. Like this is too many points. Who do you bet on NASCAR? The, yeah, matchups. It's it's not like horse racing. You can't take one, well, yeah, one place and show. Yeah, your was asking how how comparable it is between NASCAR and horse racing because it's a lot of just chance. I disagree. I, I think NASCAR you usually get a better gauge on it because you can you know which drivers or which teams excel at certain tracks. There's a huge body of work that you can work with where. You know that if most of the cars are supposed to be, I say relatively even based on the teams, of course you know that they're going to be bottom feeder teams that are automatically five laps behind by lap 20. But for most of them, there's usually a a large body of work when it comes to their history on the track and how good certain teams do on tracks. I don't think it's as random as people think. Oh, I know. I agree. Horse racing, I think, is completely random. Uh, how much stock do you put in college hoops strength of schedule as far as handicapping the tournament? I see Wisconsin and Alabama like 20 to 1 for the final four. Both have heavy strength of schedules. I really, strength of schedule really just comes into play for me if it's a team that's looking like they could be or could be relegated to the bubble. If you've got teams that are going to make it, um, like like Alabama and Wisconsin that are pretty much a shoe in to make the tournament, uh, I actually like strength of schedule. I like teams that have played a tougher schedule that are a little more battle tested. You, Scott? I feel the same way, but you can always make the argument that would you rather have a team that is a little bit worn down from such a heavy schedule, or would you rather have a team that had an easy road but also didn't have to go through many wars? I feel like I'd rather have the team that has had to prove itself against elite competition. Right. But some people would disagree. I agree. I agree. Uh, Joshua Chapman said, through a couple of pricks, a couple of picks Chris had on parlays the other day, with some of mine cashed five tickets for twelve hundred, then won thirty five hundred in the casino uh, on my book the other day. Uh, was very happy guy. Excellent, excellent. Those are the kind of stories we like to hear for sure. Um, yeah, they averaged. See Jennifer asking about women's Olympic hockey. Uh, it's either Canada or the U.S. Yep. And if you want to bet on any individual game, if the spread's lower than maybe four and a half goals, you might want to take it. Because the U.S. and Canada are just beating every team by about seven. Yeah. So it's not even close. It's just a two-horse race. You can bet Canada to win, bet U.S. to win. Hell, lay whatever number you want, put whatever you want. That's going to be the gold medal match. It, it is the case every single year. James S. talking about where they park the trailers, or the haulers, for the NASCAR race. That was a great question because it wasn't in the infield. They usually have it in the infield. Even at Bristol, even at Bristol, the half-mile track, they've got them in the fucking infield. Uh, they did not. They had no pits um, set up as far as like moving pit stops. They had areas where you could work on your car, but they didn't have any actual pits. It was a it was a weird setup. 
even like is the race they had to have him parked on the outside because there was enough room on the inside. Uh, James, James, there's not even much research about the women's. It's just a fact. The U.S. plays Canada in the women's gold medal hockey match pretty much every Winter Olympics, and no other team in the world is close. It's just those two teams and everybody else. Just look at the scores. They're not even close. Uh, Jennifer wants to know uh, Middle Tennessee State. Char- we haven't talked about Charlotte. Uh, we will talk about uh, Temple. I find that Charlotte matchup tricky because Florida International is a team that is very good at home. Mm-hmm. They're inconsistent. I think Charlotte's the better basketball team, but Florida International favored at home. I like the under. I think you're going to see a low-scoring game. We know Charlotte definitely loves to eat a bunch of clock. So I think you'll see a pretty low-scoring game take place there. Charlotte ranks 270th in offensive tempo. Uh, Florida International is a team that is also a bit slow, ranks 229. My favorite play is on the under. I think you'll see a low-scoring game there. And the other way. I, I, I like FIU, but I also I also like the over. Really? Uh, yeah, this is a Charlotte defense that's kind of been leaking oil. Uh lately and i think that uh i think this florida national team that can shoot from three especially at home um they've seen the over cash five straight of their games um I, I like the i like the over i think we're getting a good number there uh brad crawford roasted my kid thanks brad um, i get, t- birthday, so I, get I get can, i get i get tired get away with it i get tired of doing it all the time oh uh low maxima uh low maximo asked this earlier and i missed it it was a Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado. This game fucked me on Saturday as I had the over. Northern Colorado had been a monster over team and had a shot to get the miracle cover in uh, in overtime. We didn't quite get there as Northern Colorado picked that time to drain about a 30-footer uh, at the buzzer. But uh, Northern Colorado... Uh, this is I, think, a, I think Northern Arizona is just a terrible basketball team. They are. They are. And they are a, they're a dead under team. They're one of the best under teams around. And they were leading for much of this game as they gave Northern Colorado all they wanted. I like this Northern Colorado team a lot, but uh, Northern Arizona has been very good at home. Is this going to be, I can't remember where, uh, who is who had the home game. Uh, I think Arizona had the home game. Uh, well, Northern Colorado is the home game for, is the home team for this. Game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Northern Colorado is the home team here. I got, I got, I got to take the bears. I agree. Uh, I was trying. I was trying. I'm just to... not sure Northern Arizona can actually score enough to keep close. No, that's 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 the question. And as far as the total goes, I'm off of them, but I'd I'd still lean over with Northern Colorado. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. All right, Kansas money line. Uh, we both like Texas there. So, yeah. Uh, how can how can Pittsburgh not cover 13 against Virginia Tech? Because Pittsburgh sucks. They are terrible. That's... Virginia Tech's a team that's not very good but they have been playing even a little bit better mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. So I do think that you will see Virginia Tech, I don't want to say become relevant in the ACC. I think they'll make a bubble push. I think it's, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, ACC's uh, definitely having a down year this season. Uh, it's got something else I was looking at. I was looking at Southern minus 10 and a half. That's a hell of a basketball team. They, They're good in their conference. Oh, uh, they can fucking shoot the ball too. They play. They play excellent defense. They shoot well from distance, and they play pretty good uh, regular defense. And they play absolute shutdown defense as far as the three pointers go. I like them. Uh, all Alabama State. Both of these teams have covered the number a shit ton. Uh, I like Southern here tonight. They, they yeah, I'd look for them too. Uh, Tony, 
I would take the Kemba under, but he's been ruled out. Yep. So we weren't able to actually take. That would uh, be great if Chris if uh, the Chris King show was on early. I think they've got it that late so he can do all of his research with the line moves. That's my only. Uh, uh, that's my only suggestion. That's my only thought there. Uh, uh, D asking if there's a path for Michigan to make the tournament if they don't win the Big Ten tournament. No, I don't think so. At this point, hell, they might not even finish above five hundred. <laughs> like, yeah, you you kind of need to win the tournament. They don't have any statement wins. Every step up game that they've had, they've lost. Like, who have they beaten? They beat nobody. Uh, so yeah, you you need to win the conference tournament. James Miner making his case for Temple. I think that's yeah. That's, uh, I think Temple's the better team. I think South Florida sucks. Yep, but they do. We're we're gonna get to that game in a little bit. We are. We're gonna get to it right now. As a matter of fact, buddy. Um, <laughs> STM Network says he's looking for his tractor keys. There you go. It's time. It's time. Hope you guys all have your overalls ready to put on. It's uh, we're ready to do it. Scott, are you? Uh, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's put on our overalls. Let's grab our straw hats. It's Monday. Let's, uh, let's look nice. Put on the good overalls. Climb aboard our John Deere. Get those keys out, the ones with the lucky rabbit foot, and fire that motherfucker up because, once again, kids, it's time. It's the first one of the week. It's Monday. It's time to be at the farm. All right, Scott, we did have a bet the farm play for Friday night, and uh, how did that work out? We ended up having Akron. Minus, I believe it was seven, and they won by double digits. Cue them zippy banjos! Yeehaw! All right. Oh, you almost got it today, bud. Nice job. No, almost. All right, here we go. It is uh, once again bet the farm. So let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, it's me today. Oh, that's right. Okay, so. We've got a little play from the Temple South Florida game. A lot of people asking about that game. We're going to play the total, guys. We're going to play under 124 and a half. A couple of reasons. South Florida ranks 78th in defensive efficiency. According to Ken Palm, Temple ranks 84th. Both of them play very, very good defense. As far as the offense goes, that's a different story. South Florida 344th in offensive efficiency. I believe somebody was talking about that a little bit earlier. Temple 181st. Not ideal. Still bottom half. South Florida, they go slow, slow, and slower. They rank 312th in offensive tempo, according to Ken Palm Temple, 166. And I last, to actually say 266. Oh, 266. Well, there you go. All right, fair enough. Even better. And how do they perform? Well, here you go. The under is 9-1-1 one, and one in Temple's last 11, and it's 16-5 and five in South Florida's last 21. Those are called trends, kids. We like them. Make sure... That you get down on that one because that is our bet the farm play. It is going to be Temple. It is going to be South Florida. It is going to be under 124 and a half. That's going to do it for bet the farm. It's going to do it for bet the uh, for our show for today. Of course, don't forget to check out all the great deals with our partners. I was so excited about all the information we had on Monday. Totally forgot to do the ad read. We've got great deals going with Caesars, with MGM. And with Bet Rivers down in Louisiana, all those codes and information are in the show box. Make sure you stop and check that out, of course. We dare you to go there. We dare you we to dare. go there. And we've got a big week coming up. As uh, as always, we're finishing up in styles. We're going to do our NFL prop show on Wednesday, right after our regular show. We're going to do our NFL preview show for the Super Bowl on Friday, right after the regular show. And a little special crossover event we got going with the boys from Just Parlays. We're going to do an all-hands-on-deck show 
on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern time for a couple hours. We'll have some guests on. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of guys from Winners and Winers uh, stop by to lend their opinion. So be there for all of them. That's all we ask. Just show up for everything. All right. You guys have a great day. As always, thanks for being here. Wish you nothing but the best on all of your plays today. I'll every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys take care. Come back to see us tomorrow because we'll fire it up again 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central as Scott and I once again attempt to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.